The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. over the years and Bobby it's always good to have you and uh, you're a special special person um, hold on just a minute Bart Walker's call no. the boss good morning Bart Jan sent me a list of people who have had or are going to have birthdays, and that's quite a list. But first, uh, our granddaughter, Andrea, Mm -hmm. is having a birthday on February the 13th. Mm -hmm. And I think, let's see, if I can subtract right, she'll be 24. She was born in, I'll say she was born in uh, 96. Oh, wow. She may be... 26. Well, you know exactly the birthday. I know, I know, I know. But anyway, we want to wish a, a happy birthday. She stayed with us for a long time uh-huh. while uh, I had a, was laid up with my broken ankle. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Bob and Mary Pyle both have birthdays. That's Susie's dad and Susie's sister. Linda Brown has a birthday. She Jan didn't give me the ages or anything she just I gave think me I the know names. how old Linda yeah. is and I know Larry knows and uh, Connie Pearson a good yeah. pe- friend of mine who lost her husband a year ago today so yeah. our thoughts are not a year ago today but a year ago and our thoughts are with her mm-hmm. Geneva McKnight yep and uh, Randy McCullough Tamara Blair Julie Vault, and Melissa Gilly I know a lot of those. Uh, that's a lot of birthdays. Yeah. Now, I don't know if all of these are in February, but I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's so. And the other day, uh, I called our propane company to order some gas because we're getting kind of low. Mm-hmm. And the young man who answered the phone, I gave him my name, and he pulled up our 
screen and he said bobby stewart he said y'all y'all live off john bragg highway don't you i said yeah he said you know truman truman jones i said yeah he's a good friend of ours and uh he said something about i listen to his show every day and i said well good i said we're on there about every other week he said oh i know i've heard y'all before and I forgot to get his name, but if he's listening, he call, knows. He needs to call in. Yeah, he knows yeah. who he is. He works for MFA yeah. Oil Company out on Franklin Road, who is our propane supplier. Uh-huh. And uh, I appreciate our local listeners. We're finding them everywhere. It's everywhere. A, it is amazing, Bobby. Uh, you you and Larry have, have a relationship, it seems like, with everybody in Rutherford County because when you guys well, it's are a- on the air, it, it uh, the the uh, arrow lights up straight up because <laughs> it seems like everybody in Rutherford County is listening. Well, you know, it's it's like six degrees of separation. If you go back down, everybody knows somebody. Yeah, you know, and you run into these people or talk to them on the phone. And, like, we had somebody come out and give us an estimate on our front porch. Well, come to find out, this man lives on Manus Road, not far from us. His wife played basketball at Las Casas. Oh, wow. So, see, you know, you never know who you're going to run into. So, we had a good time visiting with him while he was making his estimate and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just neat. It's just neat. Y- y'all are like a magnet. You draw friendships wherever you go. <laughs> and and uh, I don't, but the, the sad thing for you, Bobby, is you never get to say anything. Larry is doing most of the talking wherever you go. But well, that, that's his forte. He loves to talk. Uh-huh. He'd rather talk than eat. But so. he, he doesn't like to listen. It's, it's just like when he's playing <laughs> basketball. He, he loved to shoot, but he never wanted to pass the ball he, to anybody. He, he, didn't, he wasn't very def- – he didn't like the defense position. He liked offense. And, uh, he was, and he was good at it. And here we are talking about him. He's sitting right here. <laughs> he, he's sitting there, and he's got an angry look on his face. That, <laughs> no, that's he, the thing that's bothering no, me. <laughs> he's just waiting to get started. <laughs> I don't know what might come out, so I better just keep my mouth shut. Well, you know, the, the thing that's always interested me about your relationship, you and Bobby, y'all have, have a, that strong love for each other, but you're always in some type of... Uh, of um, Disagreement because it's her fault. It's her fault. Sure Con- it is. I think the word is contention. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. I mean, that's a good thing. Well, when Jan and I get in an argument, she'll say, Bobby will say, y'all are too much alike. And I hope that's she's not exact, the case. She's Lynn. exactly right. Oh, okay. You two are alike. Well, I want to mention some people. First of all, our condolences go out to the, the black family of the last cases. Timmy lost his mother yesterday. Yeah, and uh, I'm sad about Sam, that, too. Sam, and uh, we... We're good folks. Yeah. Good folks. I've known them ever since uh, Timmy started school, I guess. And uh, they're good folks. And uh, <clears throat> today, I found out this morning, uh, Oogie Pugh's wife reminded me that 21 years ago today is when Buster died. 
So we were sending our thoughts that just, out. Uh, I mean, you've told me that, uh, and I was at the table, but I was talking to somebody else. But that that just doesn't seem possible that he's been gone that long. Well, it don't seem possible that I've been retired 21 years either, but I have. And, yeah. uh, but anyway, fellow uh, Donna, one of my one of my many all-time favorite students at Last Kansas. She, yeah. She's a good one. And working for Mr. Spurlock now, and I understand doing a tremendous job. But I knew she would. Yeah. We've got a caller on the line. Already. Caller, welcome aboard with Bobby and Larry. Well, good morning, Truman and Bobby and Larry. Um, so glad to hear you back. Um, we just wanted to uh, talk to you all this morning and uh, know that you're leaving us, Truman, but we wish you well. Well, I think I heard a lot of people that were uh, just ha partying because I'm leaving. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to miss you. But uh, hopefully uh, Larry and Bobby will still continue on on whatever they, uh, well, whatever kind of show they're going to have. Uh, but I did want to say this. They named a bridge after Larry out here in Las Casas. They did. And I just wonder down the road, are, there, are we going to have a Truman Jones bridge somewhere? Oh, Lord, I hope not. I hope not. That, that that bridge will be underwater half the time if they do. Well, well we might really get the ball rolling uh, Larry, on that. No. I understand listening this morning to uh, Larry McFarlane, uh, um, or uh, Shane McFarlane, I'm sorry, uh, that there might be one over the river rock uh, out there off Stones River. Yeah. And uh, so I thought maybe that might be a good Truman Jones bridge. And also, Larry, which one of the Vincent boys was your favorite, Jimbo or Rob? <laughs> well, now, hold it. You're putting a lot of pressure on me. When it comes <laughs> we'll to being a little uh, on the outside and maybe doing a little stinker stuff, it would be Jimbo. Mm -hmm. But now, <laughs> Rob, when he started the school, supposedly from his mother, he was the worst kid that's ever been born. <laughs> and when we had students of the year in kindergarten, he was elected. And his mother didn't believe it. And I said, well, when he comes to school, you're not around. And so he's a pretty good boy. And But they were both good boys. And I'm glad to hear that Jimbo was going to have two boys playing baseball at MTSU this year. And I'll, I'll be sitting there. Well, amen to that, and they are a great family. And, of course, Rob is like a son to me, and uh, we worked together at State Farm for, you know, almost 20 years together. So uh, oh, yeah. I cook for that boy every day. So, uh, But he that's a fine boy, and I do thank the world of him. And we also and want I to tell you what, our – Both of them used to come to me some come sometimes the basketball games and sit in front of me. And their kids wasn't always jumping up and running up and down the steps and stuff. They were well-behaved even at ball games when you don't have to. And I, I respect those boys for that. And it, that comes down from, grand, from mom and daddy. Well, you know, he, he comes from good stock. So, he But y'all sure have a good, good day. And Truman, we wish you all the best. And uh, Larry, we hope you continue with your good health and, and keep on keeping on. Uh, somebody told me that I'd never die because God didn't want me and the devil wouldn't have me. And I hope that's the case. 
Well, all right. Thanks. Well, good talking to everybody, and uh, we appreciate you, Truman, and good luck on your uh, ventures in life. Thank, Thank you, you honey. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're very kind. You know what? When y'all were talking about kids being different in school, I, I have seen that many times over the years, and even in my family, where uh, they would be kind of rowdy and and yeah. and uh, you, you would discipline, but but it it wouldn't make any difference. There, they continue to go in school. They were a different individual. Yeah. I mean, they were uh, easy to teach. Uh, they were. They they had a. Maybe it, that was it. Maybe they had a mind for learning, and and they wanted to be something special. Uh, even in the young years, they were thinking of careers. They. I would always say parents would come first grade, first year, tell me how bad they were, and I'd say. Thank God they always behave better at school than they do at home, and they yeah. did. Yeah. But but it was a different environment, uh, you know. And they had they had friends they were tr- they were making while they were in the classrooms. Yeah. And yeah. And we like. got a great grandchild in Oklahoma, and uh, we're finding out he had some tests done, uh, and, and he can be a little stinker. Uh, his mama knows that. Now his granddaddy don't, but his yeah. mama knows that, and. Uh, he he sees things backwards. He's what do you call it, Mimi? Dyslexy. Okay, and you know he he did he was a little having a little trouble in phonics, but he's real good in math. And they had him to write down a math problem. And he wrote it backwards. Perfect. Yeah. So th- that that's a little scary to me. But you know those kids, they 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 make it fine. I don't see how. But well, they they, they can they can t- work with a therapist yeah. that helps them overcome the dyslexic and mm. i think part of miles's problem is he gets excited and gets in a hurry yeah you know but he is he is a math whiz so but and they're they're going to get him help to help with the dyslexic part yeah it don't take much to excite my little buddy his favorite song is tall tall trees but alan jackson and he was telling his little sister about Alan Jackson, and he sung that song, and his mother said, well, did you know that Papa used to talk to him up at Center Hill Lake? Because mm-hmm. I was changing tanks on my pontoon boat one day going out, and this boat stopped beside me, and I heard somebody say, need some help, and I turned, and it was Alan Jackson. Oh, well, wow. Miles is so impressed that Papa got to talk to Alan Jackson. But he, he was just a, one of the boys up there at uh, Harbor Harbor. The Hidden Harbor. That's the first time that you've ever told that. After well, all these years that you've been there's on. There's a lot of things I don't tell you because you'll <laughs> tell somebody else to get all messed up and get me in trouble. <laughs> I'm not the one that gets you in trouble, big boy. In fact, we were the ones that were doing our best to keep you out of trouble when you were the principal at Last Castle. Oh, is that right? And okay. uh, you had kind of gotten a little bit out of uh, sorts with some people. So we had to serve a warrant on you, and uh, then I made a, a an enemy out of your grandkids and everything. Traumatized them. Traumatized them, bless their hearts. And uh, Do you remember what you charged me with that night? Um, actually, there was a lot of things. Impersonating I, I a human being and a principal. <laughs> this was the charges. 
Now, you, can, you can't deny that one. Well, I'm going to lay that on to John Brown. Yeah, John Brown's the one that did yeah, it. He, he enjoyed it, I'll tell you I, that. I got, the, I got all the bad uh, uh, stuff from the people at Last Cassie's. But John Brown is was the one that did it. I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure Willie Davenport helped in that respect too. Yeah, uh, it, isn't it funny how you pick on the people you admire the most? What is that? It, it, it's a turnaround. Well, you, you know, it's in fun, and yeah. nobody's going to get their feelings hurt. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, it's true. Well, he keeps saying that they're still mad at me because we put handcuffs <laughs> well, on Well, they were small, and they didn't understand. They knew the handcuff deal and the cop uniform and everything. Yeah. And I think they were like, what, four and five? Well, they were. it was before Jaden moved to Texas, and Hale started kindergarten in Texas, so it had to be before she was five-year-old. And but, and Tyler was was a year younger, and they were on the front row, and they couldn't believe Papa was being arrested. <laughs> they thought it was serious. <laughs> but you know, Larry, you are the perfect person to be a principal of a school because you keep you had discipline during the entire time that you were there. But you made everything pleasant for them. The, it was, school was fun. And how, how, how many times do you see kids enjoying school where in, in most of the schools, they, they just want to run out, play ball, and get the heck away from it? Well, when a kid would come to school unhappy, that made me unhappy. Yeah. Because we never knew what was going on at home. And... Uh, I had a kid to tell me one time that the best seven hours of her day was while she was in school. Wow. And she was into it with her grandmother, and grandmother was bringing me into it. And so I told my grandmama, I said, you just go on to work. We'll take care of this. And then I told her, I said, I won't, I won't screw that seven hours up for you anymore. Yeah. And uh, she, she was a perfect student. If there ever was one, she was perfect. They let you know what was going on in their home. Yeah, didn't they? well, you can suspicion. Yeah, uh, be suspicious of some things, but and the SROs were really good uh, at, at knowing that. But uh, they they say, well, you can't let a kid sit in your lap. Well, that's bull. I've had them sit in my lap. They get off the bus, cry, and come in and sit in my lap till till school started. It's just something about being with other kids in the gym, waiting on classes to start that they couldn't handle. Well, yeah. they sit in my lap. It's a hard time to be a teacher right now. Yeah, I'd yes. say it's, it's pretty hard. Yes. And uh, it would have been back when I was there, but we didn't let it. Yeah. We, we had a good time, and uh, I guess you could say the kids learned in spite of us. But, buddy, I had some good teachers at Las Casas. I mean, really good teachers. And uh, I knew they were good teachers, and so uh, I left them alone because, yeah. like, Fran Hughes teaching kindergarten. Now, I'd have been a fool to go down there and try to tell her how to teach kindergarten because I don't know how. But she did, and Linda Tackett, uh, Sharon Roddy. Uh, so, you know, they knew. And so I just Sarah I said, Turner. Go for it. Sarah Turner, first grade. Linda Brown, third grade. Uh, when I started out there, we had one grade in everything, one one classroom. If you had if you, 40 kids showed up for third grade, then Linda Brown had 40 kids. Yeah. And uh, her, her, I guess it was her second year to teach, that happened. 
and she was, I think she was pregnant with mole and just, I mean, she was having a hard time and had a bunch of uh, little stinkers, we'll say. And so I spent a lot of time in the third grade that year. But uh, she was, you know, you know who your good teachers are and the State Department will make you go in there and try to find something wrong. Yeah. Well, I hate to do that. You know, find something good and then you, you can go with it. But so I, I don't know, that teacher evaluation was forced on us and it didn't need to be. It, in my case, I knew who the good teachers were. Yeah. And then the, the, I remember, I remember Miss Turner saying that she potty trained a lot of kids that was in her first grade. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, and she had she had her granddaughter and Bob Gardner's youngest son, mm -hmm. and uh, I would say that they probably got away with more in the first grade than some of them did. But uh, and and they could be little stinkers too. But uh, they say she had a she had a back room in her a little storage room in her room where she would take them and talk to them. But uh, they, they still talk about those days with Gimal. You know, I should have had some kind of training before I started school because I never got away with anything the whole time that I was in school. And and, and bless their hearts, uh, that I, I believe they actually spanked me, which would be hard to do, more than my mom and daddy sure they did. spanked me. Sure they did. And, and I don't know if I had a lot of tell, uh, guys that were telling on me or whatever. But I never got away with anything the whole time that I was well, in school. Now that's your story. Yeah, I would like to talk to Miss Yuri and uh, Miss uh, uh, the guy. The, well, Miss Yuri, the fifth grade Ms. teacher Yuri, yeah, at yeah. The, at, at Kittrell, she she broke a record on me. But uh, uh, it started in the first grade with Miss Ruby Sanford. Oh uh, yeah, got a hold Ms. of Ruby. Me. Yeah, yeah. But, but you think about it, 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 it sets, it pretty much sets up what you're going to be in life, it, the way that they do it. You're, the parents, of course, are first, and then the teachers are second. And I was so blessed to have those teachers that really cared about me. Yes. And, um, and they had the parents that really cared about me. And I pretty much, we were more... Um, aggravating i i yeah. guess then well, uh, and mischievous i guess would be the and word what, and did you you remember saying yes ma'am oh yes, yes sir. i better say it i yeah. know you You'd seldom hear that yeah which is sad uh, uh, my kids i know are do they they they've got the proper language when when they greet people and meet them and and uh, and even today i mean they would not dare say anything that would be improper in front of me, and and that's the way it's supposed to be. Unfortunately, uh, the world has got on the negative side now, yeah. And they won't let the teachers do, and and they've actually put pressure on parents over the years. But a lot of that was misinformation on whether you can discipline your children and spank them, and 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 all of those things, and. We get a lot of misinformation from media and, and all of those things. But a, as Larry knows, it all starts in Washington on the education process. Yeah. And it, it really worries me that uh, they take that um, those responsibilities 
out of the hands of the teachers and uh, what what are we going to have 20 30 40 years from well, now well we, we're going to have a society that can't write their name because we don't teach cursive anymore yeah. and they can't do a simple math problem because they got to go around the world to do it yeah. and uh, but now in your case i would imagine that you probably got away with a lot more than you got punished for if you didn't, then you were pretty dumb and not very sneaky. But uh, I, well, I wasn't the smartest fellow in the world. Oh, <laughs> I, I can understand that. Yeah, but well, I've been I've been blessed. Good Lord's just paved a path for me, and it's it has been. Well, you know, I was life. I was sitting at the desk. I guess it was yesterday or the day before, writing a check mm-hmm. to mail to pay a bill. I did and, too yesterday. And all of a sudden, I looked at it and I thought. Pretty soon, these kids aren't going to be able to read my signature because it's not printed. Isn't that sad? Yeah, it is sad. Well, the people in the know are trying to do away with cash, and they want it all to be electronically, I guess, where they can control it. I don't know, steal it or whatever, but... uh, uh, they're going to have to hold on a little while for Larry or I won't be able to do business because yeah, I, I just, I'm just not going to do it. I, you know, uh, I, I, we're going to have to take a quick break, but I, I, I got two uh, postcards and from Greg Tucker and Mentoriette. Mentoriette wrote one. It's just this clear, beautiful handwriting. Greg's is like mine. It looks like chicken scraps. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let, let's take a quick break. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. My name is Mary Edith Martin McFarland, and I love Adams Place. Nobody wants to leave their home. You know, I'll miss my house and yard, and that's why Adams Place is wonderful for me. I feel safe, and I feel cared for. If I were to fall, somebody there to help you out and get you to help. That's why Adams Place is wonderful for me. I feel safe, and I love Adams Place. For home restoration at a price you can afford, Trust the professionals at Fair Construction to get the job done on time and within your budget. Fair Construction can remodel your home or can update your kitchen, bath, or other room. I'm Ron Hall. If you can dream it, Fair Construction can turn it into reality. Call Fair Construction at 615-893-6120. Shop local. Let our family business help you. Fair Construction Company. Love is in the air, and the winner of the Main Street Couple's Scavenger Hunt is going to love their downtown gift basket. Follow the six clues to downtown businesses with your special someone, and you could win. Starting clue. Sometimes you can't see this for the trees. Hopefully something will strike a chord. Find the heart with your next clue at this business downtown and collect all six locations in the scavenger hunt. Follow Main Street Murphy's Bro on Facebook and Instagram to participate for a chance to win. 
Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Hi, this is Bob Cornell, pastor of Covenant Church right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The answer that you've been looking for is found in Jesus and what he accomplished at the cross. You see, Jesus changes lives from the inside out. We would love for you to join us at Covenant Church located at 1124 Brinkley Ave right here in Murfreesboro. We have services Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. You can learn more about us at our Cornell Ministries YouTube channel. We want you to grow in Christ at Covenant Church. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Thirteen suspects have been charged after a Middle Tennessee human trafficking sting this month. The two-day undercover operation focused on individuals seeking sexual contact with minors by placing ads on websites linked to prostitution. Agents with the TBI, Hendersonville Police, Seminole County Sheriff's Office, Department of Homeland Security, and the Tennessee Human Trafficking Task Force were involved in the sting. It's the second operation this year, pairing local law enforcement with state and federal agents in an effort to curb human trafficking. A Laverne man reported missing on a hiking trip in Arizona is dead. Authorities in southern Arizona say the body of 50-year-old Pierre Rollis was found last week near the Mount Graham International Observatory. The Graham County Sheriff's Office started looking for Rollis after his wife said she hadn't heard from him in more than a day. She said he was in southern Arizona with plans to hike up to Mount Graham to see a large telescope. There are several telescopes on the site known as the Mount Graham International Observatory. A couple of mid-state communities are among the top five safest towns and cities in Tennessee. Money Geek researchers analyzed FBI crime data of towns and cities with populations between 30 and 100,000 people to come up with the cost of crime rankings. Brentwood ranks first with a cost of crime just over $100 per capita. Mount Juliet is also in the top five. Rutherford County Schools will once again offer free accelerated learning camps this summer for students in grades K through 8. And high school credit recovery and traditional summer school will also be available. More details, head over to our website, WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. The Good Neighbor Network, on air and online at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's most trusted source for local news. Hi, this is Taylor Halliburton inviting you to come shop with us for Valentine's Day at Bell Jewelers. Give her flowers, Murfreesboro Flower Shop, candy, dinner, Steakhouse 5 or 5 Senses, and a spa treatment to the Nurture Nook. With just a purchase of $99 or more at Bell Jewelers, come shop with us at Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad Street, across from Toots. Hey Google, who is the oldest seafood market in Panama City? Gandhi's Seafood Family Business is the oldest open seafood market in Bay County, Florida, established in 1955. Hi, I'm Chuck Gandy, CEO of Gandy Seafood Cajun Market. We really are the oldest seafood company in Panama City, Florida. Last year, we franchised Gandy Seafood and are ready to offer this opportunity to you. If you're tired of working for someone else or want to be your own boss or just looking for passive income, check out GandySeafood.com. Be the only game in your town. I want Gandy. 
Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high of 60 degrees. Southwest winds at 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 20. Tonight, mostly clear, low 32. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 44. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn Pop Fresh Daily, their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Larry and Bobby Stewart. And uh, Jan has, uh, your daughter Jan, of course, has sent some information to you guys. What is it, Larry? I don't know. She handed me something, but uh, I was thinking during the commercial that we want to congratulate Dalton Barrett. He's got a new, started a new position with New Vision uh-huh. Baptist Church, and uh, we wish him well. Good he, for Dalton. He comes from good stock also. Yes, you're exactly right. Uh, Jan sent me an obituary from Woodbury Funeral Home, Jimmy Donald Lester, age 66. I'm trying to read this without my reading glasses. Passed away Saturday, February the 5th at Centennial Medical Center. He was born in Murfreesboro to his parents, James and Marie Garrett Lester. He is survived by his wife, Tony Jackson Lester Woodbury. That's not our Jimmy Lester. Oh, okay. The one from Last Cassis? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But anyway. That guy was from Woodbury. Anyway, condolences to the family. Now, um, Jan also mentioned the fact that people are texting her wanting to know why I'm leaving. Uh, and the thing about it is there comes a time for everybody. Uh, you know, when I first started working uh, for WGNS with this one-hour show, uh, I planned on doing it for a year, maybe two, because uh, I wanted to make sure that I, I had a an opportunity to uh, have a lot of my friends who I knew were entertaining. I mean, they they could entertain anybody, and you two are 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 one of the group. <laughs> and uh, goodness gracious, it, it's lasted 11 years. And but there are so many really great people that live in Murfreesboro, and, and uh, they're the type that you want to be around and enjoy them and. And uh, they're part of the strength of Rutherford County. Rutherford County is a great southern place to grow up in. Everybody loves everybody else. Uh, And people are finding that out. Bobby, did you know that Tennessee is the number one state in the United States where people want to live? We Over 13% of the people who have moved into other states have come to Tennessee. I think Rutherford County is experiencing some of that growth. We're a lot of it. And (laughs) uh, you think about it, 
Florida sounds really great. It's always warm, it seems like. The, the sun's out. You have the beach. You, it's a relaxed atmosphere. A lot of older people have moved there. But we, we um, have outmastered them. Everybody wants to come to Tennessee. Yeah. And that's pretty special. I, I can't imagine retiring and then moving. I mean, all of my friends are here. Yeah. Why would I want to go to Florida? Get that sand under my false teeth and all that <laughs> stuff. I don't need that. I won't be right here in Rutherford County. But, you know, I was thinking when you told us that you were going to retire. Yeah. I was thinking how many, no telling how many times we've been on. But my, I guess my most enjoyable show was down with this radio station, and we had Jayco and T.L. Hopkins and me and our daughters were there. Yeah. And uh, it was just uh, two great coaches right there and mm -hmm. uh, probably more knowledge in those two, and I won't put myself in there, but those two had more basketball knowledge than anybody else that you could have had on. Uh, but uh, I really enjoyed that show, and I still – I've got it on. That was the most that favorite was the most of all. Enjoyable. And then when uh, Mr. Whittle would be on, yeah. and I was on with him one day, that was enjoyable. But they're all enjoyable, but that was the one that I that six in the back of my mind because of who we had. Now, we're the same age, Mr. Cole and Mr. Hopkins and yeah. me. And we found out when Mr. Cole's daughter was going to have a birthday, a 70th birthday party for him. T.L. and I went, and we looked around, and I said, wait a minute, T.L., something's wrong. I said, we're 70, and Jay's 70. Mm -hmm. We graduated in 1960. Jay graduated in 1963. I said, did we get a little bit ahead of the learning cycle? T.L. said, I don't think so. So Mr. Cole was probably redshirted up there in Knoxville where he was <laughs> such a great basketball player. Uh, but uh, it, it was a good time, and I still, we're going to go see T.L. here. Right now, I mean, I think. Oh, good. I went to other, we went the other day. And, you know, when you like us and had many strokes and all of this stuff, you remember the old days and the good times. And, boy, T.L. and I have, have got some stories. And then Miss Martha and Miss Bobby come in there, and uh, they kind of <clears throat> held us straight. Now, you know, I hate to cause disruptions of any kind. I like for everybody to be happy and love each other. But I would have thought that the time that you had Bobby on with you <laughs> as a partner, because, you know, we've, we've been, the three of us, we've been along. Of course, we, uh, we always love to have Janny on and, and things yeah. like that. But it, it just, I would, have, uh, I would have selected one of those. Well, would you? Well, they were all. And I don't want to cause any problems. <laughs> now, I know you don't. I know you. No. They were all enjoyable. Uh -huh. But now, when you brought her on board, you cut my time in about 10 times. Because she she's always kicking me over here, Truman. Well, now, wait a minute. You, you two remember the first show I was on, how nervous I was? Y'all talked me into it. You weren't it. really nervous. Oh, I was. Oh, I was. I could hardly talk. You don't remember that? Whew. I can't imagine you ever being nervous about anything because wherever you go, you have control of everything. No, no, I don't. Oh, no, yeah. no. Yes, you do. You know. Well, I, I have grown into that position. Uh -huh. 
The guy you that, enjoy coming now, don't you? <laughs> I uh, do. I do now. But yeah. that first time, whew, this when I was talking about my family and yeah. where we lived and how nomadic our lifestyle was growing up. and I love and that it, word, nomadic. All right. Yeah, it was... Uh, that's it was the first time the I show. had. It was the first time that I had told that many people about my young life, and mm. uh, I was nervous. I didn't, you know. The the microphone has a way of uh, dominating people's feelings about w- when they're trying to relate to others. Yeah. But I I, I I've never said this before on the radio or anywhere else. But when Craig Snell was sheriff of Rutherford County, he did not like to go and and be an MC or the main speaker at any type of program. So he bushwhacked me and sent me to one of uh, the the club meetings, and I had no idea what I was going to be talking about. So I said for two days I was writing down what I was going to talk about, the minute I got up on that platform, I froze, absolutely froze. And I said, what and how in the world? Because I, I had the notes in front of me, and it wasn't, it, it wasn't working. My mind, uh, it, it wasn't accepting it at all. And then all of a sudden, I just said, I'm going to talk about something I know something about. Mm-hmm. So I just started... Uh, lightheartedly going through uh, my speech and then all of a sudden everything just uh, worked I, I was having fun I was and they were relating back to me and and, and it was became an enjoyable situation well, and did. after that point I never had any trouble because I told myself you've got to be yourself to be happy yeah. and that's and that's when it all came about well, I've had a lot of people saying, what are y'all going to talk about today? Yeah. I said, we don't ever make any notes. We just get no. up here and fellowship and remember birthdays and stuff like that. And that's what makes it so unique because everybody has a story. Exactly you just right. have to listen to pick up, you know, what they've gone through, what they've yeah. experienced and everything. And I do want to make a public service announcement, just what happened to me. I went to renew my tags, and uh, I got a card saying we were going to get new tags this year. Mm -hmm. I happened to read on Facebook that there's two tags, and I I don't know if they're not required to ask you which one you want. Mm -hmm. They did not ask me. They pulled one out and laid it on the table when I went to renew mine. And I noticed that it wasn't the one I wanted. So I said, I want the one that has In God We Trust around the state flag. Yeah. And she said, okay. So she put that one down and got the one I wanted. But I didn't know you had to ask for it. It would be nice if they had them laying out there and they said, which one do you want? Because They're beautiful tags. They are beautiful They're tags. Blue and but Larry and I were gorgeous. riding in traffic yesterday yeah. or the day before, and we were noticing. And if you don't want in God you trust on there, that's fine. But I'm I'm telling everybody if you want it, you have to ask for it. Yeah. And Larry said something when we were talking about it 
earlier that for whatever reason, um, people who have a problem with, what it, with whether religion, guns, all these things that um, most of us feel very comfortable with, uh, I, I remember when we used to do prayer in the schools and and um, all the other things that were patriotic in the schools. We all the boys would fight over who was going to be the one to get to be able to put the flag up and before school. That was in uh, elementary school at Mitchell Nelson. But anyway, uh, for whatever reason, the Supreme Court a lot of times will make their decisions for those that are unhappy, even though they're just, they're, they're not even close to being the, the majority of the people well, in our country. And so the, they're going to give them special privileges when, when if the kid didn't want to be part and listen to the prayer, they could walk out of the classroom until it was all over with, and then they could be part of it. They, they, didn't, they won't decide common sense things anymore and that's one of the things that's really hurt our uh, country and our democracy and when you think about it democratic countries are uh, the ones that reach out to the most people you have a chance to make your own life in, in those particular situations and when you've got those freedoms uh, to, to do that sometimes it will reach out and kick the country in the rear end. Uh, democratic countries are powerful because they do have the freedom for people to move within at, at, the, at their own will, but they will also destroy themselves earlier, as, as we know, uh, and uh, that's the sad thing about it. As, as these type of people get more and more strength uh, from day to day, then the country itself gets weaker. And we're starting to see that in, in the way people act. And, and, and just like Larry, you, you, you were one of the best principals that I've ever known. I've known a lot of great ones. Uh, but it's going to be very difficult for principals and teachers to do their job if Washington keeps going in the direction that it's going right now. I agree. Now, at one time, <clears throat> Lamar Alexander was governor, mm -hmm. and he started a moment of silence in every school. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the newspaper wanted to make something out of it, and they called me and said, well, what do you think about that? I said, man, I love it. Yeah. He said, well, why in the world would you love it? I said, because for one minute, there's not any kid misbehaving at last case of school. Yeah. And I wish we had a, a, a eight hour moment of silence. But I said for one minute, there's nobody misbehaving. So I said it's worth it's worth this weight and gold. And they, they they didn't write the article because I didn't say what And they I can't to imagine say. why one minute of silence would be it's like people looking for something to protest or be controversial about. Yeah. One minute of silence looks to me like that gets you ready for the day, and you know you you're not thinking about lessons or anything. You're just calming down. And how I don't understand. Can they be? Because you you think of the media, 
I mean, the media is one of the most dangerous things that we've got right now. Mm -hmm. And you think about, all right, uh, who is going to lose their freedoms before anyone else? Uh, when you have a socialist government and you have a, a communist government, you lose your freedoms. The government controls everything. And uh, can you imagine TASS and Russia uh, oh, we're, we're going to start printing what we think is the right thing for the people. You think that's going to happen? Of course it's not. So um, it, it, it's amazing to me. I think somebody, I believe it's CBS, put out one of their reporters for the Olympics and talking about how great China was and, and uh, disrespecting our country while they were talking about it. Of course, that, that went out immediately, and they erased that. But those that saw it, that's, that's what we've got to put up with. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I can't see that changing because too many people at the higher-ups are so afraid that they're going to offend somebody or force the wrong thing on you. But they don't mind forcing their views on us, but it mm -hmm. don't force something else. Don't force a kid to say a prayer or the pledge to the flag or something. That, that, well, that's ridiculous. What's going? What's that going to hurt? Nothing. Yeah. And when you lose your freedoms, you lose everything, which is a sad thing. What do you miss most about being in education and compare it with education today? Uh, what are the things negatively that have happened to school? I think I've mentioned my personal view on it, but as an educator, you, you, you've, you've lived it. I think they have taken too much control from the teachers. Mm -hmm. uh, the teacher needs to be in charge of that classroom. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did an in-service one day, and I, I made the statement, you know, if They'll tell you this is your classroom, and it is. But you let something go wrong, you'll find out real quick that it's not the school's classroom, it's yours. And so you better you know, make sure you're in the right and then do what you got guts. And that's the way it was. That's right. And that's, that's, that's the way it was when I was teaching. You know, you, know, you could teach. If a kid was in uh, Bob Gardner's math class, and, and everybody was having trouble with uh, an English lesson. Mm -hmm. Bob Gardner would teach English. Yeah. I mean, and you think, well, he wasn't qualified. Well, he's got a degree. Why ain't he qualified? And, you know, uh, I think we were talking about doctors a while ago, mm -hmm. and I've been going to, I reckon I've been to every doctor in Murfreesboro since Christmas. But when we were kids, one doctor did it all, and we're still alive. Yeah. Now you go and, you know, this one, We'll do something, and then the next one you go to, they won't look back and see what that done. They didn't, it's just it's ridiculous to me. Yeah. But uh, of course, insurance has a lot to do with that. And uh, but it's uh, but anyway, education is so much different now. Uh, I I don't know that a lot of us old folks could handle it, but I think we could. Uh, I think Butch Campbell could go back and be principal at Walter Hill right now and do. But it wouldn't school. be the same. Huh? It would not be the same as well, it was. Well, it wouldn't, but Butch The, would the do. standards are laid out by Washington, D.C., as you know. The monies control all of that. The, the books are changing 
almost yearly now on how you teach, whether it be math, history, or, or whatever, and you have to follow those guidelines, and then you have to do it without having any discipline in your classroom. I know some teachers, That's the early part. teachers, that uh, have uh, young teachers, uh, have gone into the classroom and were so, so scared that they left. And and if you have to teach in that environment, you're you're not going to be able to stay there. It's it's impossible. I really don't see how they do it. I couldn't do it. I would I would still do what I thought was best for the kids. And uh, if I was a third grade teacher or fourth grade teacher, some way or another, I would work in cursive writing. You know, I don't know, maybe during recess. I don't know, but some way, I think kids need to be able to sign their name. Yeah. And I've got two granddaughters that that are in their 20s, and they can't because they were never taught. But, uh, you know, mom and daddy can teach that, but they shouldn't have to. But uh, I think, you know, talking about Butch, uh, he, he would he would do what was best for the kids at Walter Hill. Yeah. And now what's good for a kid at Walter Hill may not be good for one in California or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But those people in Washington, they think, everybody's the same and yeah. you and i know that we've got kids that don't learn as fast as us and uh, but they're still kids and they still need uh, education and t- to be able to function in this society and we've got granddaughters that are going to going to be that and uh, thank god for the, the special ed department in rutherford county they do a great job and uh, you know learn at your pace that, that's uh, they reach out to certain groups in other groups they punish them but 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 not in a structured way and uh, if, if the parents I've always felt it if the parents in each home would reach out to the schools and give them the proper authority to maintain classrooms in a way that they should be and if someone um, um, will not go along with those guidelines, they should be punished. And there's no way that if you commit acts that are affecting other children in the classroom, that they should be allowed to go unpunished. It, it just doesn't make any sense, especially schools, when the teachers are, are victims a lot of times. The best schools are the schools that have discipline, and the parents cooperate. Yeah. Now, if a parent will come to school and cooperate, they're welcome. If they come to school wanting to run it and everybody go by their agenda, they wasn't welcome at last Kansas. Yeah. And I would tell them, you know, this this school here is for all 800 and not just your child. And uh, that's sometimes I think parents lose sight of the fact that other kids are around too. But the ones that cooperate with the school, you'll find that that's the best schools. You th- it, it seems like we have living in a time now, if the kids do things, even committing crimes, if they're doing and committing crimes, uh, nobody, uh, the media and everybody, they, they want to f- see them go unpunished. Well, well, unpunished. It, it just doesn't make any sense. We went through this phase of giving them a treat. Yeah. You know, oh, here's a sucker. You did so-and-so. And when I was a kid, now, my daddy had to work 
every morning. He had to milk yeah. cows and everything, so he never went to church. But my mama would take us boys, and when we leave home in the wagon to go to church, my daddy would say, boy, if you don't behave in church, I'm going to wear you out when you get home. Yeah. Now, my reward for being good was not getting that tobacco stick or supply line or whatever it was. Yeah. So uh, I worked for that reward. I might not have worked for a piece of candy or something, but uh, and I knew all mama had to do was say, wait till we get home to your daddy boy, and I would start shaking because I knew what was coming, and I was never mistreated. Uh, I was disciplined, but I was never mistreated. No. I got everything. You became accountable to whatever you've done yeah. wrong. Yeah. Or whatever you've done right. But uh, uh, it, it, it leads to uh, a chaotic type situation as this country grows older. If you continue in that direction, we're really going to have some problems. And I am scared for my grandkids and, and all of those that are coming after us. But the sad thing about it is it's going to affect our country being a democratic country. And it, if they still keep going in the same direction, we are going to be in trouble. It, it, people, the kids in the next century, are, if we keep going like we are, are going to be self-taught. Everything they know that they need to know about running this country, they will have learned it on their own. And because nobody's teaching it anymore. Uh, nobody What's going to happen when the greatest country in the world or the greatest country that's ever been in this world no longer uh, has that strength? It's yeah. going to be gone. What's going to happen to the rest of the world? I, I hate, I, I just don't want to think about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, pretty soon the generations aren't going to remember the Holocaust. Yeah. And that's sad because well, they're, trying, they're trying to take history out of the school now. And we're seeing history going all the way across the country being taken away. Uh, there, There's things that may have not been uh, a great thing to be happening during those particular times, but a lot of people are trying to read in what really happened, uh, they think, and, and look how many different ways you can explain things but you learn from history as it's happened, but you want history to be correct. You yeah. don't want people to be misled what what really happened. And, and the, the people that we've got statues who started this country, uh, now they're wanting to take them all down. Now, what kind of, um, uh, what is the purpose of doing that? Uh, it, it, I, it, 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 it's amazing how people just fall under those guidelines and and uh, they, they don't care who or what they damage. No. And, well, no, I'm not even going to go there. But, <laughs> uh, well, yes, I am. Because <laughs> this may be the last time I'll be on the radio. But we've got people with deep pockets in yeah. Washington that are funding some of these groups now i don't know that for a fact but well, i see in, these big yeah. buses that they're riding around in yeah. that none of these kids have been able to pay for yeah so that is a shame yeah that is a shame that somebody's got that much money that they can fund these protesters just to keep all of us stirred up 
and take our attention away from what's going on behind those iron gates at the White House. Yeah. And I'm done. Well, we've we've all uh, grew up uh, at our age in, in times where you had to earn everything that you've got. And I know we started uh, working, doing uh, special jobs when we were before we were ever teenagers, and continued on uh, working at those, and so proud to be uh, get our really first job that uh, we we would be working at with large responsibilities, and uh, uh, then we may have the opportunity to go on to another job or whatever people starting their own businesses and things like that and just to be part of the working community was the best thing that ever happened and i know when i went into the service gosh i enjoyed being around people from all ethnic groups all countries and just really uh getting to hear all about their heritage and things and and uh, we would uh, uh, enjoy watching each other's back it was just it's just the way it, it should be and now we're splitting everything uh, yeah. people want to be this and this is the only uh, group that matters and whatever they don't understand what damage they're doing uh, to the country itself and to them because when, when you only got one group that's mattering, then the others are looking at that group and say, why are they leaving everybody else out? Because everybody has suffered. Every group in the world's history well, has suffered. Look back fr- when we were things. growing up. Yeah. During the week, we worked hard yeah. at odd, odd jobs. I helped mom. I ironed. I babysat, mm-hmm. you know, and Larry hauled hay, and he ran the milk truck. We we earned our money to enjoy our weekends, yeah. and it was, it was fun, and it was just something that you did. And now we've got young people getting money for nothing. Yeah. Uh, what bothers me a lot, and I think about it a lot, is the kids don't remember their teachers. I remember every teacher I ever had. Yeah. And uh, so do I. And I, l- l- we was leaving the ball game the other night, and Matt Insell's wife was there with their new baby. Well, she's about a year old now, probably mm-hmm. walking. Anyway, her name is Evie. And I told uh, Miss Insell, I said, I'll always remember her because my second grade teacher's name was Miss Evie. The way I remember Miss Evie, I had to go to a big school. I went to a one-room schoolhouse the first Mm -hmm. year, and my mama was a teacher. Now, you can imagine Mm -hmm. going into a big school the next year and my mama not being there. I mean, I was a nervous wreck. Miss Evie Jackson made me feel at home. And uh, I loved her till the day she died because... As, and I remember her because she helped me. I mean, I was I was right at the point. If I hadn't been so macho, I'd have cried because <laughs> I was really hurt. You were macho? Oh, I was. Oh, you were too. You thought you were. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to make the girls notice you, and uh, that didn't work for me. But anyway, that's. I remember every teacher I ever had, and uh, some were good and some were bad. Uh, but uh, most of them, all of them had my best interest at heart. 
we got a caller on the line. Turn I hope we up. hadn't hacked somebody off. Caller, welcome aboard with Bobby and Larry. Hey, Truman, this is Jerry Earp. I just want to hey, wish Jerry, you a how happy, are you? Uh, and a great uh, retirement, and I've enjoyed your show. Jerry, you're a good man, and uh, I'm glad much. you're listening. I, I listen all the time. I, well, I would be. That, uh, Larry and uh, his wife's on there. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to hear Larry talk. Do you <laughs> do you enjoy Larry more than you enjoy Bobby now? No, no, I didn't say that. No, no, I didn't he say said that. Everybody, I, I, keep, I keep everybody in trouble. <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoy all of it. I just want to wish you a happy retirement. There, I've been well, retired I, about twenty-two years now. Well, I, I would no. I was going to say I'd be retired a long time, but I retired in 2010, as everybody remembers. So that's been yeah. uh, 21 years ago. Yeah, yeah, time gets that's hard to believe. Well, yeah, I'll get it, off here and let y'all wind it up. I'll talk to you later. I'm glad you called, Jerry. All right, thank, thank you. you a lot. Bye. Yeah, it's it's amazing how many people uh, have called me since I announced I was going to retire that I didn't know. A lot of them listen every day, but some, you know, they have special guests like you guys. And uh, that when they hear, uh, I'm going to say Bobby first. Bobby and Larry are on. They can't wait for them to be on. It, and uh, you know uh, Patty Hamlin. If y'all come and, and they know that you're going to be on the show and you might be at uh, Sylvan Park, they'll be there. Because Patty loves, I don't know what it is, Bobby, but she she just can't wait to be around Larry. It's just. Well, I have promised her. We had a storyteller's night at uh, Gathering at Milton about, what, three or four years ago before the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, I, somebody told her about it, and I said, the next time we have one, if I'm on there, we'll have a table, and you and James can sit at my table. Yeah. And uh, so I hope that. Uh, Elena's listening, and let's have another one, Elena. I'm ready, and I'm sure the people are ready because the guy that was really the storyteller was the one that was trapped on a mountain out there. His oh, that's a great story. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, I was Man, there. You talk, I mean, he could have – him, and we went to a political rally one time, and we had a boy, a guy named Joe Card, C-A-R-D, and he was George Bush's right-hand man. He's mm -hmm. the one – that whispered in his ear, the Twin Towers have been hit. Ooh. Now, I could have been listening to him till today. Man, it was so interesting the way everything came about and came down. And, I mean, he was there, so he mm -hmm. knew. But it was uh, it was good. But this guy was trapped on the cliff, you know. If you can't he imagine was, what he He was there through. for six days. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, he, and it, it, he did things that he didn't know he was going to be up there. He had some water, and he put some lemon in it. Mm -hmm. Well, that was all he had. Well, then he had to be real saving with it. Well, of course, lemon made the water go bad. Yeah. And just, you know, little things like that that uh, could have killed him. Well, but he it, watched his brother. He rappelled down to the ledge first. Yeah. And he was waiting for his brother to rappel down. But this is something that they did all the time. Yeah. But they just made one mistake in the belay line or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he watched his brother fall past him to his death. Oh, my. And he was there for six days. But his family, they checked in with their family every night 
So when they didn't check in for that second night, they knew something was wrong. So they sent out a search party, but mm-hmm. it took them six days to find them. And uh, it's just an amazing story. And he went several years before he could talk about it. Yeah, I understand he, that. Yeah. You know, I love you guys. Are we out? Over and out? Yeah, he's got to wrap up the show. Th- okay, up there. it's been fun. It has been fun. All right, guys. I'll be back in the morning at 9 o'clock. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.